What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Odd 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Hey, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back for another episode. I do have another solo episode today, but next week I am going to have a guest coming through, and it is a recurring guest, so I hope you guys are excited about that as I am. It's been a minute. But yeah, if you are new here to Simpin', basically every week I pick a song, usually in the R&B realm, but you know, just anything that has good lyrics that will help me get into a bunch of different topics. You know, sometimes it's love, sometimes it's heartbreak, sometimes it's toxic shit. Whatever it is, I dive in and then hopefully you guys resonate and it'll help you just process your feelings and I love that you guys are there listening to me process my feelings about everything you know i've been talking a lot of shit this season and i'm not apologizing for that because it's fun for me talking shit i like just getting it out there and just talking about it but today i did specifically want to talk more on the simpy romantic side i asked you guys last week to dm me and let me know what is the most like romantic thoughtful cute little date someone has ever planned for you ever in your life so I'm going to be talking about some of those submissions and a bunch of other stuff. You know, I got some stuff for the Pick Me Patrol segment that I just added where every week I'm going to be talking about shit I see on the internet where Pick Me's are just Pick Me In. So I for sure got something for this week. It's a, it's a good one. And by good, I mean it made me want to fucking blow my brains out. But also I added another segment where basically I just explain myself or expand on things from last week's episode or just things that you guys wanted me to expand on or if you had any questions or if I was just editing and like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about, you know? All right, so today I picked an artist that I actually just came across like in the last week. Um, 
I'm really sad. It's like one of those artists where you're like, wow, how did I not find you sooner? Because his music is literally just beautiful. How did I find him? I was listening to somebody and then it was like on that artist radio, but I cannot remember who it was or what song it was. But anyway, his name is Lou Val and the song I'm going to be talking about is called Eternal Sunshine. So it is all about that lovey-dovey shit. So I hope you guys are ready because I am. It's been a while, right? But yeah, this song, Eternal Sunshine, it is off his album, or it's not an album, it's an EP. It dropped last year in June, so 2021. It's called Teo and the Dreamer, and it is really, really fucking good. Like, I love it. I've already listened to it front to back a few times, and I just want to point out, if you like Tame Impala, this EP is very reminiscent of his album current so that's the one with like eventually same old mistakes let it happen all those and specifically the songs on Teo and the dreamer called catch 22 which is the first song and then paris saint germain those specifically remind me of current so if you fuck with tame impala you'll definitely love this it's got a little bit of like that psychedelic pop vibe but still like leaning into the R&B area, so I fuck with it heavily. Also, he reminds me of Blood Orange a little bit, but his voice is just very beautiful, very dreamy. The whole EP has a dreamy vibe to it. So let me go ahead and play a clip before I get into anything. Once again, the song is called Eternal Sunshine, which is a little shout out to either the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or the poem that pretty much inspired it, that it's like based on, it's by Alexander Pope. What is it called? It's called Eloise to Abelard. Abelard? I really don't know how to pronounce that, sorry. But the title of the song is a direct reference to the title of the movie, which is a really great movie, by the way. If you happen to have not seen it, I feel like everyone's seen that movie, but if you haven't, definitely give it a watch. It's super fucking raw and just, like, honest about the way love can just completely turn so tragic and bleak, but how we still tend to idealize it and want it so badly. Like, it's such a good fucking movie. It's so dreamlike, like, the timeline and the way it just, like, jumps back and forth it's kind of confusing but it's so beautiful and fucking sad and romantic and all those things so yeah give it a watch if you haven't but yeah I feel like a lot of musicians and artists have referenced either the movie or the poem I'm thinking the movie just because like it has so many interesting themes and it's just a classic but I guess they could technically be referencing the poem as well I have no idea Either way, I fuck with it, and it's just dope whenever they do that. I know Mac Miller referenced it in some music, Circa Survive. Um, Honestly, there's probably a list somewhere. I can't think of anything else, but yeah. That says a lot when it becomes like a staple reference in music and art and just like pop culture in general. But yeah, anyway, let me play a clip of this song.
Okay, so you get it, right? It like makes you feel just happy, dreamy, like all the lovey-dovey vibes. So the song is pretty much just about like this guy going all the way in, like balls in, jumping into love. Like he met someone, he's all about them. It's very much that infatuation phase and just not giving a fuck about all the potentials of what could go wrong any of that like I feel like there's usually a point when you fall for someone where you start to like question like oh shit I am in deep like I might fucking get hurt like what if they lie to me or cheat on me or like I don't know is that normal I think everyone does that right it's like a little a little phase where you get a wake-up call because right before that it's like beautiful you're having all these feelings about them you literally want to just like fucking spend your life with them you don't want to do anything else and you could give a shit about reality and the possibilities of what could happen. Like at that point, you're just feeling all your beautiful feelings and loving it. And when you listen to the song, you definitely just feel like you're floating through like these emotions. So the production does a really good job of like bringing you into his state of mind so that you could like really understand all the lyrics. Verse one, he says, I found my way to you when I was sleeping, dreaming. Tell me if it's too soon to feel the way I'm feeling. So this guy is even thinking about whoever he's talking about in his dreams while he's sleeping. That's when you know like you are just too far gone. There is no coming back from these feelings and you just gotta like go with the flow now and see what happens. And I think we've all been there when you start to like question at the beginning of a relationship, like shit, am I falling too fast? I know for sure I've been like dating someone or like in the new stages, early stages with the boyfriend and like accidentally almost say I love you or just like catching yourself being willing to do anything for them and then being like, wait, am I doing too much? And it's a scary feeling, but it's also like, okay, this is the start of something nice. Fuck it. Like, let's do this. And then the chorus is beautiful. He says, because God knows if I were to lose you, time goes further away just dispose whatever's left of my soul because I won't need it anymore. Like, are you kidding me? Dispose whatever's left of my soul because I won't need it anymore. This is such a cute-ass song to dedicate to someone when you guys are in that beginning stage when you're, like, sending each other songs but not really saying, like, oh, I dedicate this to you but just, like, oh, like, this song is so cute. And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, have you guys ever had that when someone sends you a song and they don't directly, like, say, I dedicate this to you, but you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh, shit, like, this is cute. This is intense. And I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. Like, am I, am I not supposed to think it's, like, their feelings for me? Because I think it is. I think that's what people mean to do when they send each other cute songs with cute lyrics and the getting to know each other, falling for each other hard phase. Because sometimes it is really not weird to like express yourself but it's scary to like truly express your true feelings to someone in those early stages because you really just question like oh my god like what if this is too soon what if they don't feel the same way at all like what if I'm doing too much and that feeling sucks because it's like the more you get hurt and the more you go through shit like in your past the more you really start to question yourself like I feel like that's why young love People just so shamelessly would express themselves and shared how they felt. Because, like, before you know, like, real heartbreak and, like, real betrayal and all that, you just really 
don't give a fuck. You lay it all out on the table. And that's the way it still should be. And I think everyone still should strive to love like that because you shouldn't let the past make you feel jaded or dictate the way you're going to like restrain yourself going forward. And then verse two, he says, hope you feel the way I do. Everything's good when it's mutual. You don't have to say I do. I just need to know if you listen. So I like how he's like, you don't have to say I do, but like Loki, I think he's like definitely thinking about marriage, but just not trying to scare her away, you know? Like, I wonder if guys really think about marriage and stuff like that super early on. Like being infatuated will real life have you picturing the craziest shit with someone. Like, I just want to like slap myself sometimes like, bitch, come back down to earth because you're doing too much. But it's a nice feeling, you know, you can't help it if you're like a freaking simp, right? And I feel like if you don't feel like that, then do you even like the other person that much? Like, I feel like you shouldn't really fuck with someone unless you are like head over heels for them. If you're just like, eh, like whatever about someone, what are you doing? Like, you're wasting your time. Like, there are people out there that will make your heart jump out of your fucking chest. So why would you just like settle for like the safest choice or, you know? And people are always talking about like, oh, like when you meet the right person, they'll make you feel calm and like butterflies are a warning from your body that something isn't right. I feel like I've talked about that here before and I kind of understand it because for sure butterflies and like the feeling you get from like anxiety, like that sinking like feeling in your stomach, it kind of does feel the same. So I understand how maybe it could be your body warning you. But just the idea that, like, when you meet the right person, it'll just be, like, chill as fuck and calm. That sounds kind of fucking lame to me. So, I don't know. I'm all about balance, and I think there should be passion and fire, all that fucking simpy-ass shit, you know? Like, if you're not, like, this guy talking about dispose of my soul if I lose you because just nothing matters anymore, you know? Like, that's how you should fucking feel. It doesn't mean you really want to die. It's, like, an expression. Like, you should be able to relate to all these crazy romantic ass fucking lyrics if you're really fucking with someone. Like, I can't deal with no one that, like, has such a fucking restraint on their feelings that they come off cold and nonchalant. Like, those type of people can stay far as fuck away from me because no thank you. Like, this is especially, like, in the beginning phases of a relationship where you're supposed to be, like, your best self and the, like, most infatuated, like, in love, all that shit. And if they can't even be like that at the beginning, then, like, what makes you think they're going to be like that later? These feelings kind of fade. You know, the honeymoon phase, the infatuation stage. Some people say it does last forever, and I think you can nurture it and make that last forever and still get butterflies and all that shit and still be romantic. But I truly think that, like, the feelings that you have at the beginning before it's, like, actual true, like, adult love and it's more like this, like, infatuation stage I think those feelings are like the most intense it's gonna get so if they're not there at the beginning then that's probably not a good sign like it's probably gonna just go downhill after that so if you can't get all that romance at the beginning all these simpy ass feelings at the beginning then good luck to you ever getting them in the future worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Then the bridge, he says, too fine, too fine. You put me in a cemetery, very scary, but I never worry. Hit me on the landline. I'll come quick like a virgin in February on that Valentine's shit. Love is eternal and peaceful when it's real. Love is eternal and peaceful when it's real. So I love that bridge. So good. Just the imagery of like cemetery, virgin, romance, Valentine's Day, eternal love and peace. It really like takes you to where he's at in his mind. And I love a song that can do that. Just like super descriptive and like set a mood. Like the song is very moody. But that line that he repeats, love is eternal and peaceful when it's real, that shit stuck with me and I think that's like a really good goal to like aim for in love is that if it's real, it should be peaceful and eternal. Like, I don't know if he means like forever actually or just like while it's real, it needs to be just like this peaceful, beautiful thing. And once it's not that anymore, then it's not real love. I was actually just thinking about this stuff last night because, like, my brain just won't let me sleep ever. Like, I always have to just, like, think of every possible thing before I go to sleep. Like, random shit. I don't even know. Like, I was, like, thinking about, like, that quote where it's, like, oh, if you stop loving someone, that means you never loved them in the first place. And I was, like, hmm, do I believe that? I don't know. I think that's kind of dumb as fuck because, like, I don't know. I don't think love is only real if it's forever. Like, what if you're with someone for years and then you break up? Does that mean the love was fake? I don't think so. It just, like, fades. It doesn't take away from what it was. For sure, like, you should break up if it fades and, like, there's no more spark or if it's not peaceful anymore or if you both aren't, like, working to nurture it at all. But while it is still, like, beautiful, that's when it's real and I don't think it fading in the future takes away from it but yeah that's pretty much this song it's short and sweet to the point and i fucking love it so go check out Louvel if you haven't and if you knew about him and didn't tell me then fuck you because i could have been listening a long time ago thank you by the way to everyone that sends me songs 
and music to listen to. I love when you guys do that. It's super cute. I think sharing music with each other is cute as fuck, you know? Okay, so now I want to get into the submissions that you guys sent me about the cutest dates that you have ever been on. And you know what? I I was shocked. I thought a lot of you would send me more submissions. I don't know why, like, I thought men were more romantic. Specifically men, just because I feel like it's men's job to plan the more romantic dates, you know? Like, you're the one that chases the girl at the beginning. Don't lie. So you should be the one keeping that up and making her feel loved, okay? It's not that deep. It just is what it is. And don't get me wrong, like, if you are taking care of and spoiling your girl and making her feel loved, then you deserve to be taken care of too. And I think any man that takes care of his girl is gonna understand that it is reciprocated. So if you're not getting that, then maybe you need to do better, okay? Or we just have a, a conversation, you know? And this goes both ways. Like, okay, I have screenshots of all these things. And I had a few girls that were like, wow, like, never had that before, and I was just like, ugh, that is sad, and I also just, like, really thought more girls were gonna message me, because I know a lot of people are in relationships, but, like, I don't know, I guess people need to have conversations with their significant other, if, like, romance and dates and grand gestures is something that you want in your relationship. Some people don't want that, I guess, but I know it's possible because some of the things y'all sent me, I was like crying. It was so beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, some girl was like, I ain't never had that before. I'm trying to see what that'd be like. And then somebody else was like, sad as fuck to admit, but no man has planned a real thoughtful date for me ever. Curious if I'm the only one. I'm 25 for reference. And I told her, you're definitely not the first one to send me something like that. So no, you're not alone. And someone else said, I haven't been that lucky yet. And then I had also someone else tell me about like a cute date that she planned for a guy that wasn't even her boyfriend. So I was like, girls are really fucking nice, you know? And like she had mentioned that like this guy had like done other cute things for her. But like what she did for him, I was like, damn, like she took him on a whole like picnic, like got all the things like that is cute. That is romantic as fuck. And did he deserve it? I don't know. I don't know. Every situation is different and only you can judge for yourself what you want to do. Like picnic dates are the cutest. They're like very, I don't want to say low effort at all because they're not. Like they require planning and like the shopping and all that. But it's like a very like easy date for anyone to do. Like I'm speaking to guys or just like people that have no idea what kind of dates to plan like if you want to switch it up and not just do like a restaurant you know like picnic is a very feasible thing you could do you could literally go to like any park just bring like an umbrella or something it's something that anybody would appreciate because it does take effort but it's not something that's like impossible or freaking hard and out of this world to do okay that's all i'm trying to say basically and then I had a guy actually DM me about a date that he took his ex on in college. It was for Valentine's Day. I was like, okay, that's cute. He said, I took her to dinner at Opaque, which is dining in the dark. Such a cool sensory experience. And we went to the Valentine's Day pillow fight in the middle of the city, got our pillow fight on. 
then went home and yeah dot 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 so i'm guessing they smashed so see that is just an example of like because i was just mentioning how like sometimes restaurant dates can just seem like you know same old same old but like a dining in the dark experience that's something new and different and it's just like planning a date like that effort is what counts to most girls like they just want to know that like you took the time out of your day to plan something to sit there and do some research like imagine like your boyfriend just sitting there and researching and planning and thinking and picking his brain about like what cute thing can I plan for my girl that is like what matters at the end of the day like it really could be whatever like restaurants are fun just go to a new one like if you're trying to do something different you know like a pillow fight thing like that's cute and then like yeah just it's effort at the end of the day that is gonna make somebody feel loved but yeah dining in the dark like I just kept thinking about that like the food probably tastes so fucking good when you can't see anything just all your other senses heightened and I don't know why I feel like that would be like an aphrodisiac like I would be probably ready to go after that and that's the fun thing about like full day dates is like it's just leading up to (laughs) smashing later you know it doesn't have to like I'm talking about specifically if you're in a relationship because like you know it's a first date second date sometimes you don't want to do all that but like if you're in a relationship and you're like trying to like keep it fun and make your partner feel loved and all that like all day dates are fun because you get to just kind of like rekindle bond like talk all that and just like you know build up the anticipation so that sounds like a fun date oh and then this one was super cute too this girl said the cutest most romantic date was a road trip out of town we took turns on the ox smoked the whole way and talked about deep intimate things he opened every single door for me and just did the most for me it made me feel so special because nowadays guys forget about the small gestures i didn't touch my wallet the whole trip He literally paid for everything and took me to cool places to eat. No intercourse and nothing, just deadass took a trip to have quality time together. It was the best first date ever. He really set the bar. We don't talk anymore, but still. (laughs) Which is cute. There was actually another girl that said the same thing, like, uh, we don't talk anymore, but still. And I actually love that because it just, like, sets the bar that, like, effort is just valid and just super appreciated. And even if you don't end up together, it's just a good memory to have of someone. Like, it's so much better, like, than having the reputation of, like, oh, yeah, he was cheap as fuck. Like, he was late to the date that I planned. Or, like, you know, it was just, like, whatever. And didn't really seem like he cared about me. Specifically, just seemed like he was probably just trying to get some and put in the most basic bare minimum effort, you know? Like, it's the first date. You better go all out. Like I was saying last week... I swear to God, like, we all know, girls, guys really are out there in the DMs messaging multiple girls or, like, especially on dating apps, obviously, because you're just swipe, swipe, swipe in, trying to match whoever. And, like, it doesn't feel, like, that special when it's like that because you could tell and it's just they're waiting for anyone to be like, yeah. So it's not really like they went after you. I think girls want to be pursued. I think anyone in general. So I don't know why guys would think it's like cute to just like mass message a bunch of girls. Like nothing about that would make me feel desired. So like if it's a first date and a guy wanted me to know that like he actually wants me, then yeah, I would want the date to be something planned and tailored to me to show that like he's trying and wants to get to know me and understands what I would be into based on how well we know each other so far. 
like taking turns on the aux. That's cute because it's like you're sharing your music interests. Like that's such like a basic easy thing that anyone can do. Like imagine like at the picnic doing that. Like it's such like a low cost date that still requires effort that could still produce a good outcome of like getting to know each other and bonding. Like, some of y'all need to be more creative because the way some of these queens said they've never been taken on a thoughtful date, it pisses me off a little bit, you know? Because I think all girls deserve to be treated nicely and romantically. And yeah, and just the fact that, like, she didn't have to touch her wallet the whole time, that's super sweet. Because I think if you ask someone out, you should be prepared to cover the whole date. Like, I'm specifically talking about, like, the first few dates, like, during the courting stages. You know, if you're in a relationship now and it's like you guys are doing 50-50, that's what you want to do, that's fine. But specifically during courting times, you know? Like if I went on a first date with a guy and he wasn't paying for everything, in my mind I'm like, hmm, he's probably going on like a million first dates with a bunch of girls and that's why he can't afford to pay for all these dates because he's gone broke by now and he's just trying to like go out with whoever, put in the minimal effort, and see who's gonna sleep with him anyway. And what you allow will continue. So, if they can't even take care of you on the first date, that's a little weird to me. You know, to each their own, but I'm just saying. Okay, and then I had another girl send me the cutest shit ever, okay? She sent me pictures and everything because, like, it just really puts it all into perspective. But she was basically saying that her boyfriend surprised her with dinner for the third year anniversary. It was in a wine cellar at a winery and resort in Valle de Guadalupe. It's called El Cielo Winery. Bro, that shit was cute as fuck. Like, it was just super just, like, private And it was, like, set up for a bunch of people. She sent me, like, a video, too. I think there was, like, her friends and stuff there. So, like, that is cute as fuck. See? Like, that is effort for real. That is, like, a man that loves the shit out of his girl and wants her to fucking know it. And then she, like, also sent me stuff from when he proposed. So, basically, it was just pictures, like, a video at the beach in Mexico. I forgot to screenshot exactly where it was at. But... Yeah, it was like their little table just for them to like a lady singing and it was like during sundown so they probably got to catch the sunset, have like live personal music. It was like not a bunch of people around so it was super fucking cute, romantic as fuck and then he proposed and the ring, oh my god, beautiful as fuck. Like obviously like if you're not like financially in a position to do that because not everyone is but if you are then fucking show out like for a proposal especially. Like, especially if your girl's, like, a freaking diehard romantic or loves grand gestures. Like, you cannot deprive someone of that if that is what they want. Because they will start to resent you and just feel like something is missing. And just, like, why even let it get to that? Why turn it into an issue if it has been communicated that that's what they want, you know? Yeah, so shout out to her for sending pics and all that. I literally was, like, having a bad day when I had first posted that. So when she sent it, I was just, like crying because I was like this is beautiful like I wish you guys could see the pictures but that definitely just like (laughs) set the bar and then I have one more that's also fucking cute as shit so this next one was the other one where she said like you know they didn't end up they didn't end up being together but 
you know, it's still just the experience and like someone setting the bar and just knowing that that's possible and that you're not fucking crazy for wanting some fucking beautiful romantic gesture. So she said it was like her first date with this dude. They hung out, they met at a bar or something like that, and she ended up just like getting way too drunk and like blacked out. They were back at his apartment. She was like throwing up and shit. And then the next morning she was like all embarrassed, didn't remember anything. You know, we've all been there. Maybe not. Maybe that's just like a freaking chaotic girl problem. I've definitely been there and it's super embarrassing. But anyway, she was saying in the morning he like asked her on a second date and she was like super shocked. Like, damn, you saw me at my worst and you want to see me again? And I was like, of course, you know, because I think people are understanding and like sometimes you get nervous. Like I know for me personally, it's like I'll get nervous and drink too much or something. And like, it's not like a good thing. Like it's something like I've worked on. I'm not telling people that it's okay or that it's not okay. You know, I ain't judging basically. But people are understanding and, like, they could tell if you're just, like, a good person or not, I think, at the end of the day. But this man was like, I'm gonna take you out again. Round two, let's give this another shot. So they go to a bar. He had it shut down, like, completely because he was a bartender there or just, like, in the industry and, like, knew someone from there. But, I mean, either way, like, what the hell? Like, that's cute as fuck. And, like, there was just, like, someone there bartending, taking care of them. It was just them two. And then he made a playlist for them. Like, can you imagine? I would feel like a queen. And, you know, they didn't end up together in the long run. But I'm sure that just, like, showed her that it's possible. And, like, that's why I wanted all you guys to send me this. So, like, everyone could see, like, what is possible out there. Like, there are romantic as fuck men out there. And I think it's just really, it depends on what you see. Like, my dad is not super romantic, like, with my mom. Like, he gets her, like, flowers for, like, you know, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, birthday. But when you see what is possible, it just, like, takes the blinders off because sometimes you only know what's possible based on, like, what's around you, like, your friends, your family, whatever. And then you go on Twitter and you see all these crazy-ass fucking romantic dates that people go on. And you're like, is this for real? Like, I used to be like, no way. Like, this is fake. This is just, like, for the internet. But no, like, this shit really happens. And it's not even, like, fucking hard, bro. Like, there is so many, like, cute, cheap dates that you can go on. Like, at the end of the day, it's just the effort that girls want to see. It's just the planning that, like, taking that off of someone's plate. Because I feel like girls are always the ones that have to plan shit. So, like, when you're with someone that does all the planning, that will change your life. Like, that shit is so appreciated. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, yeah, that kind of brings me to, like, another topic that I wanted to touch on. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. And it's something that I've seen a lot just on the internet in general. You know, when men tell women to pick better men. You know, it usually starts off with, like, a woman talking about, like, a fucking horrible experience or, like, being like, oh, I got cheated on or, like, you know, men ain't shit, like, they're all fucking liars, blah, 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 you know. Aside from the generalization because, you know, someone's always going to be like, no, all men, blah, blah, blah. Like, what I want to focus on is the response that men always say is, like, well, just pick better men, you know. And I think we're all just kind of aware of just like the fallacy of that because people are manipulative. Like sometimes men put on a front and like this is why I always say like if they're not even like putting their best at the beginning, it's just going to get worse. And sometimes it might be a front and manipulative. Sometimes it's just who they are. You kind of just have to find out and like look out for those red flags. But my point is that like you can't really pick better men. You really can't brace yourself for someone that's going to switch up. But what you can do is go based off of the first date. Like, what are they like at the beginning? How much effort are they pu- are they putting in at the beginning? Are they showing you that you're special to them? So my thing is, I think women should raise the fucking standards for first dates. And obviously, it's fucking possible. Like, there's real life romantic ass guys out there. So if guys want to blame women for getting manipulated, lied to, and cheated on then I don't want to hear him crying when girls are requiring way more on the first date or just way more in a relationship in general. And no more gaslighting women trying to tell them that our standards are too high because we watched too many rom-coms growing up. Because, like, I've heard that so many times. Like, oh, like, girls have unrealistic expectations when it comes to love and grand gestures of love. You know, like, guys don't actually do that in real life. Like, it's not possible. When it's, like, nobody's asking you to, like, jump out of a fucking airplane, do a backflip, and, like, shoot fucking roses out of your dick. Plan something fucking cute and different. That's all. That's not unrealistic. Like, be expressive about your feelings. If you're not comfortable saying them, then send a girl a cute song. Be like, the song reminds me of you, baby. Whatever it is, like, find a way. Like, people are going to be different and show their love in different ways, you know, love languages, all that. But if you can't, like, find a way to communicate your love and make your partner feel valued and special and, like, you still care, then you can't be mad when they're just, like, over it or nagging you, quote-unquote, because it's really just communicating. It's only nagging when they do it more than once, right? Like, if they're saying it all the time. But they wouldn't be saying it all the time if you would just listen, so... But like Lou Val said on Eternal Sunshine, love is eternal and peaceful when it's real. So I don't see why if we all can visualize and imagine and dream about love like that, why can't it be real? And it can. That's the thing. It can. And it is for a lot of people. So if that's what you want, communicate that in your relationship. It's really that simple. All you can do is communicate. I'm not saying anyone is perfect or that like 
you know, sometimes people don't know. But, like, once it's communicated, then, like, you got to do something. You got to change. And if someone is like, that's not me, then you could be like, all right, I'll just stay with them and suffer forever or fucking move on, you know? It's kind of simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. And then I have a tweet that kind of just perfectly sums all of this up because it's just exactly my feelings. And when I saw it, I was like, holy shit. At Kemi Marie said, seeing the potential is sad. You know it's there, but you know it's not there in this moment. You can't expect for them to meet your needs and desires. And that means knowing you will be deprived and not have what you need. You have to choose if it's worth staying. That's terrible. That is fucking terrible. Like, literally, when you get to the point where you're having to contemplate, like, is this worth it? Or are they going to change? Like, or just having to accept that they probably aren't. And, like, yeah, I love them, but, like, am I going to be happy being deprived of what I truly want out of a relationship? You know, it's a shitty position, and I posted it on Instagram stories, and a lot of you guys related to it, so just know you're not alone. Everyone goes through that, and you just got to pick yourself because, as we've all heard today, it is possible to be treated like a queen and to be with someone that goes out of their way to make you feel special. All right, and I guess, like, in terms of my most romantic date, I feel like I should share, too, since you guys shared. Um... Man, it's, like, hard to think of anything. I know I have talked on here before about how, like, this guy one time on our first date took me to freaking Disneyland, and then he bought me an annual pass. And, like, in theory, that is, like, super fucking sweet and generous, like, extremely generous and romantic, but it's also a little bit too generous, so, like, that kind of freaked me out. We didn't end up together either. I kind of had to, like, cut that off because I was like, whoa, buddy. Some people might, like, listen to that and be like, you're fucking crazy, bitch. This guy was willing to, like, buy you whatever. But I really don't know his intentions. It kind of was a lot of pressure, just, like, some conversations that we had just seemed like he was, like, ready for something. And this was, like, our first date. So I was like, no. Um, Other things, though. I'm just, I'm really a fan of, like, the all-day dates. Like, I'll want to spend, like, all day and all night with you and then wake up and then still hang out. It's annoying because I guess you still have to live your regular life and go back to reality. But, um, what else? I guess, like, the nicest, like, thoughtful date someone has planned for me is probably just, like, my birthday. Just, like, spending the whole day with me, paying for everything, doing all that. I've had other, like, really romantic things done for me, but it's, like, in relationships where it served more as an apology of like oh I'm making up for this like I fucked up so let me like go all out and do this for you which doesn't count that's manipulation so I think that's why that's not something that first came to my mind because like I've had the whole like hotel like rose petals all that but it usually like was in the form of an apology which if somebody's only doing nice things for you when it comes down to like making up for their fuck-ups That doesn't count. That's manipulation. So don't forget that. And I know every girl can relate and understand that when a man is taking care of you or like your partner is taking care of you and doing sweet things for you out of just like their genuine desire to make you feel loved, like girls are so fucking thoughtful. Like for sure they're going to freaking do shit back for you. But like it needs to like be... But, like, there needs to be, like, a precedent set in the relationship, and that's gonna start with how 
the one that was doing the courting and the chasing at the beginning, how they came about it and showed up about it, you know? Girls are going to treat their man how their man treats them. Like, that's just the order of things. Like, it is what it is. I don't make the fucking rules. It makes sense, though, so... And men, if you want to be spoiled more and you know you're doing all these things for your girl, then just communicate it. Like, it's literally, everything is just as simple as a conversation. And if you're with someone that has basic level comprehension skills, then that is something that can be worked on because both people deserve to feel loved and valued in a relationship. But that does take consistency and effort. Like, you can't just, like, do one thing a year and then expect to be treated amazingly forevermore and then just use that one thing over the other person's head. Which is another thing. Like, if someone, like, is spending all this money on you and they're trying to hold it over your head or, like, every time you get in a fight or something, they bring that up or, like, they try to use that as, like, their thing. Like, I already did that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck them. Like, that is a cheap-ass person and that's pretty fucking toxic. That's definitely a red flag. So if someone's doing that to you, run. Because people should be doing these nice things because they want to and because it feels good. Like if it hurts you to do something for someone, then you don't really like them like that. So think about that. All right. So now I want to talk about Pick Me Patrol. I have a tweet. I'm not ready. You guys aren't ready either. Okay. A woman tweeted this. Men actually enjoy their own company, peace, and quiet. As women, we have to accept that sometimes we bring unnecessary noise and drama into their lives. (laughs) I'm gonna just let you guys sit with that for a second. This bitch. So, I ran to the replies, of course. (sighs) And then it's all the fucking guys just like, yes, tweet of the year award. Like, you a real one for this one. Like, yeah, like, you deserve, like, all the props for this. Like, yes, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my fucking God. Like, how many men need to congratulate you until you realize you just said something really fucking stupid? And I'm talking about pick-me-ass, internalized misogyny-ass tweets specifically, okay? Like, what kind of pseudoscience as bullshit are you on that you think only men enjoy their own company and peace and quiet? Who raised you? And that makes me sad because it was probably another pick me that made you feel like you were too loud and annoying and that like if a man asks you to shut up, you should just shut up because you're getting on his nerves and that's just science is that women are annoying and loud and that men need peace and quiet. I fucking hate this tweet so much. Like, literally, the guys are like, you deserve a huge round of applause. Like, congratulations. Like, you get a round of applause. You feel better now? What? And then someone else. Finally, someone said it. And then the worst part is there's girls under here. This girl was like, what if I don't make that much unnecessary noise? Excuse me? And then this guy replied and was like, your man will have a peaceful mind and be proud of you. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? And then she replied and said, he has peace. And then another guy was like, I'll believe you if he confirms this. Ew. Ew. Like, I don't even think I need to say anything. This is just fucking weird and embarrassing on every single fucking level. Like, this is like probably the most pick-me shit I have ever seen in my life. Immediately to fucking pick-me jail. 
life sentence. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Just, you know, if I have to see it, you guys have to see it. Like, it's not fair for me to see these things. Like, I'm sorry. You know, and that reminds me of man caves. Like, why is it just, like, so normalized for there to be man caves, but there's no woman caves? Like, first of all, that sounds fucking lame. Man cave, like, what? Like, you're not a fucking caveman. And you're not Batman for sure. But, like, why isn't there, like, a designated room that women get? And people are like, well, let me get the whole house and get to decorate. Like, shut the fuck up. The whole house is for fucking everybody. That's fucking bullshit. Like, just the idea of a man cave just really pushes the idea that, like, men just need to be alone and get away from their wife and kids, from their fucking horrible, annoying family. Like, you don't think women want to get away? You don't think women need some fucking peace and quiet and need time away from their freaking husbands and children? I just think if you're, even if you don't have kids, like, if you're with someone and you're like, only me, only I need space. Like, that's weird. Like, everyone fucking wants space. Like, you should both have space. You should both have your own friends and, like, have alone time. Like, trust me, I'm all for having your own bedrooms. But, like, for only a man to have, like, their own space, like, the way that's so normalized is so fucking weird to me. And, like, the fact that, like, women see this and just go along with it. And, like, I think a lot of, like, the excuses for that are, because usually it's, like, when it's, like, you have kids, right? And, like, they just want their own space, so, like, the kids can't go in there, like, the wife can't go in there, whatever. And, like, that's usually the excuse. And they're, like, oh, well, it's because, like, the man paid for the house and blah, blah, blah. But, like, those are your kids. Like, the wife is taking care of the kids. So, like, now as, like, a gift to yourself, you get your own private fucking room. Like, you probably wanted those kids, too. Those are yours. Like, why are you trying to run away from them? It's just really weird. And I think there should be women caves too, but with a better name because that shit is lame. Like, I can't stand, like, pseudoscience ass shit. I literally saw, like, a TikTok the other day where this bitch's whole page was just talking about how, like, oh, scientifically men are this way because of this fucking thing. And it's, like, fucking not even real science. Like, bitches like that need to be in jail. All right, and lastly, I'm going to just do my little let me explain or expand, whatever. Um, Last week, there was a line in the song I was talking about. I was talking about Money Long. The song was called Ain't Easy, which pretty much was just about, you know, some being with someone where it's, like, hard being with them. Like, you're fighting a lot. It's toxic. You know, all the hard parts about a relationship. So there was, like, a part of, like, the song where it's, like, oh, he leaves the apartment. She's, like, at the apartment alone. And I was talking about how, like, that's fucked up. You should never do someone like that. Like, just disappear and not tell them where you're at, you know? And I jokingly said, like, when you come home, all your shit will be burned to a crisp. And, like, I completely, in my mind, would do that. Like, I think it's fair to feel that way. But would I actually do it? No, and I do not condone, like, destroying somebody else's property. It's a form of abuse, so I just wanted to clarify that in case anyone thought I was serious, you know? Because, like, I 100% get it, and, like, that would be valid if you did that. But the thing, and, like, why I don't condone it is because you don't know how someone's going to react. First of all, they could retaliate and do it back to you, and who wants to live like that? Like, knowing that someone might fucking try to get even and do your shit like that, you know? No thank you. Having to look over your shoulder. 
or worry that next time you fuck up, they're going to do that to you. Like, that's toxic as hell. No, thank you. I don't like living on the edge like that. So just don't act impulsively on your angry ass emotions. And also, secondly, you know, that's like not even the worst case scenario. And like, you know, I always got to go to the extremes and like literally like my sister is always like, why do you always have to think like that? Like we could be doing anything. Like we were doing yard work with my parents the other day and she was using this tool and I was like, be careful that you don't accidentally like do this and then it like swings off and chops your foot off. Like, you know, like that's where my brain goes. Like, does anybody else think like that? I don't know. But anyway, so back to this, another possibility is like, you don't really know how someone's gonna react if you, like, fuck with their shit like that. And I'm not saying it's excusable, but they could literally, like, beat you up or, like, fucking worst case scenario, kill you. And, like, the reason I think about stuff like that is, like, you know, traffic school, they make you watch that video about road rage where, like, you think you're fucking crazy, swerving around, flipping people off, honking, like, cutting all these people off, like, hey, you fucking slow bitches, move, like, fucking psychotic, like, relax, first of all. But, like, the point is, You think you're crazy until you cut off the fucking wrong one or the right one, but definitely the wrong one because they're going to get out of the car with a bat or a gun and fucking shoot you and kill you just because you wanted to fucking act crazy for a second because you can't control your emotions. So yeah, just don't act impulsively on angry emotions once again. And uh, yeah, sorry to fucking end on a weird ass note like that, but I like make these notes as I'm editing now. So that was just like on my mind that popped in my mind when I was like listening back so I had to just get that out there you know because I think a lot of girls think they're like so fucking tough and like think they can like beat up a dude I definitely have been like that when I was younger like was trying to fight dudes and it was like so fucking dumb because a lot of them were raised right to like never hit a girl but some of them were raised by a fucking crazy ass mama or sisters that are like now you hit a bitch back you know And, like, I get it, like, because women can be abusive to men, but to hit a woman back? Hell no. Like, in general, most of the time, men are stronger than a woman. So, like, there's no reason to hit a woman when you can simply just, like, grab her arms, put her arms down, and then, like, throw her to the fucking ground if you have to. Like, just push her away. You can easily just defend yourself against a woman. Like, if your excuse to hit a woman is like, well, she hit me first, then I'm sorry, but you're just a fucking weirdo abuser and have been waiting for the chance to fucking swing on a woman. And sometimes you just don't know who you're with, so just be careful, ladies. Like, I believe you. You're tough. I get it. You could beat a bitch up, but a man in general is going to be stronger than you, so just don't be stupid because one day they could snap. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I feel like we covered some pretty good topics. I hope it was like simpy enough. I had to like bring it back to the origins, you know, simping after dark. But at the end of the day, I think you guys fuck with it. And I hope you enjoy all like the variety of topics that I bring up every week. So yeah, make sure to follow me on TikTok for extra content, Simpin' After Dark, across the board on like Twitter, Instagram as well. An announcement about merch this week. So make sure to check on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you once again for everyone that sent in submissions about this romantic date stuff. I appreciate y'all. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. I've got a special guest, so make sure to tune back in. Bye.